Hi everyone, I'm Tony Chen and this is Fish and Bits, a business and data podcast on the world of seafood. This week, I'm going to touch on a few announcements that have been made in the salmon world and how they are a sign of upcoming changes to the entire industry. The first of the topics is the data coming out of the Veterinary Institute regarding mortality data in Norway. It's no secret that the industry is focused on improving fish welfare, and the Institute has reported that more fish died in 2023 than any previous year. But there's more to that story than just the overall numbers. The second topic I'll discuss is the bombshell news of MSD's $1.3 billion purchase of Alenco's aquaculture division, which is one of the largest acquisitions ever in the industry and sets a new path for the development of new fish health products. The last topic I'll touch on is a recap of the overall business environment across the industry. From companies publicly going on sale and what seems like new announcements of acquisitions each day, 2024 is off to a raging start that doesn't show any signs of slowing down. In this episode, I'll cover all three of these topics and break them each down. Let's dive in. The first topic I'll cover is the numbers reported by the Veterinary Institute of Norway on the mortalities at farms in Norway for the year of 2023. Edgar Brun, the Director of Fish Health and Fish Welfare at the Institute, announced that in terms of total mortality numbers and overall percentage, this last year has shown the highest numbers since the Institute started collecting data. The mortality rate increased to 16.7% or a 0.6% increase from 2022. And these numbers together accounted for a total of 62.7 million fish that died in Norwegian waters in the year of 2023. To put this in perspective, similar numbers reported in Chile show that the average mortality rate for salmon has dropped to a record low of 9.7% in recent numbers published by the company Aquabench. Now, these numbers for Norway are staggering, but I think it's important to contextualize the overall situation and look at some of the reasons behind what is going on. For example, when you look at the data behind the actual production zones, six of Norway's 13 production zones actually showed decreases in mortality rate in this last year. Production area four, for example, has continued to decrease numbers consecutively the last three years from a peak of 29.2% mortality back in 2020. Furthermore, the highest mortality percentage region for 2023 was production area three, just south of Bergen, with a reported average mortality rate of 25.5%. By the Veterinary Institute's records, this is only the third time ever that an entire production area has reported numbers higher than 25%, with one in production area 4 that I just mentioned being the second one in history, and production area 9 north of the Arctic Circle reported a 28.8% mortality back in 2019. For those of us that remember the events that happened in northern Norway in 2019, a deadly algae outbreak occurred that contributed directly to these numbers. And this year, Production Area 3 has reported extremely high levels of the deadly pearl jellyfish that have ravished farms this year. Now, I'm not trying to make an excuse for the industry, but I think it's fair to say that no one likes to see mortality-related issues. 
Farmers don't like to see fish that don't make it to the market, and regulators don't like to report on poor numbers and ongoing unhealthy and struggling farms. In an ideal world, I'm sure everybody wants to see zero mortalities, but that's just not a realistic perspective. Sometimes, there will be situations that are out of our control, and it's clear that everyone is looking for solutions in the short term to mitigate these challenges as much as possible. And one of those solutions may lie in Merck's recent acquisition of Alenco's aquaculture division that they paid $1.3 billion in cash for. It's the largest aquaculture health acquisition since Zoetis bought Pharmac for $765 million back in 2015. Merck's entire animal health division, which includes companion animals and other livestock, reported revenues of $5.5 billion in 2022. So this acquisition is quite a show of commitment to the aquaculture sector. But this also isn't a new strategy for the company. In recent years, they've spent considerable cash to acquire animal health companies like Vacky, ScanAqua, and Biomark. This does signal for a company like Halenko, however, that they are choosing to shift their company focus away from aquaculture and focus on other sides of their business like companion animals. So what does Merck get in this deal? Well, in the company's press release, their president Rick DeLuca mentions that the deal includes both products and Elenco's global team. On the product side, they are acquiring DNA-based vaccine against pancreas disease Clinav and a sea lice treatment Invixa for their salmon business. This consolidation obviously lessens the number of players in this space and continues the growth of big pharma for the sector. But as Drew Cherry wrote in a recent Intrafish publication, this move may be what is necessary to help the industry develop the science needed to improve health issues in the short term. I want to read you a short snippet of what he wrote. He writes, While the expansion of big pharma may seem to put aquaculture producers in a weaker bargaining position, the industry should embrace it, mainly because it desperately needs solutions. He goes on to say, it remains unclear how exactly salmon farmers will turn the health issues around in such a short term, but it's clear that they can't do it on their own, no matter how much they invest in R&D. The kind of research needed to address these major issues requires big money and serious partnership outreach with universities and research institutions. So while the cost of treatments are likely to climb as big pharma consolidates the sector, in the long run, the kinds of breakthroughs they can make will likely pay off, end quote. And I believe he has a point. The technology behind what these pharmaceutical companies can accomplish, like DNA vaccines, could be one of the few solutions that can address or improve some of the health challenges that farmers around the world are facing. Having to spend less money on competition and streamlining efforts may be one of the keys to developing the needed solutions to improve the welfare across the industry. That's a view in kind of the shorter and midterm. What can happen maybe in the longer term if we zoom out a little? Well, one of the patterns that I'm interested to follow in 2024 will be the continued acquisitions of companies that is undoubtedly going to keep happening. We're one month into this year, but during this time, we've already seen the Merck acquisition. We've seen Leroy acquire wholesalers in Denmark, and we've also seen Cook acquire ingredient companies. We're not just seeing acquisitions. We're also seeing companies publicly put themselves on the market for sale. Benchmark, Stim, and Atlantic Sapphire are all looking for suitors. And to extend it even further, it's not just in aquaculture that we're seeing these patterns. 
Canneries and processing plants in Alaska are also up for sale. The entire seafood world is trying to adjust towards the challenges that are impacting businesses, from factors like wild catch irregularities and fish welfare issues. In the long run, it looks like companies that have put themselves in strong financial situations can vertically integrate their businesses even more, and they will be taking this time to acquire companies while the current market enables that. The entire world of seafood may look very different as we look across the landscape from just a year from now. There will be many hard conversations that companies will be having this year, but optimistically, I'm looking forward to seeing how these moves can make the industry more resilient and efficient to put itself in a better position for growth as we look into the future. And that's all for today. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, please consider leaving us a review. And I look forward to chatting again soon. Have a great week.